Welcome, welcome back, everybody, to the Matinee Review, where two friends talk everything entertainment, such as movies, animated features, television shows, video games, cartoons, and comic books. I am Justin. I am Akili. How goes, everyone, and how goes with you, sir? It's going pretty well. Uh, I can't complain. Works good. Life right now is good. So, I'm pretty good. How are you? I am all right. I'm about to hit a heat wave again. Oh, no. After having a hurricane warning down to a tropical storm, down to it rained. I'm sure it was bad other places because I saw a, a lot of damage. But here, it just rained. So, hurricane warning in L.A. Wee. And they keep telling us nothing's going on. Right. I'm waiting for that Sharknado. Well, I do have one. I did have one gentleman driver that uh, where I work, he said that, well, you know what's going on. Is they're, they're controlling the weather. They can do that. They're causing the hurricanes. Any moment, they can cause an earthquake. I know that sounds a little crazy, but that's just that's just what I believe. I'm like, hey, man, <laughs> whatever. You might. I don't know. You might be right. I, I Whatever. What do I know? It all seems a little weird, though, doesn't it? Something's going on. That's hilarious. You do know the earth is round, right? <laughs> that's what they say. That's what they say. But if you look at the angle, there is none. There's no curvature. That's why I'm trying to build a rocket right now. That poor guy. Uh, yeah. That poor guy died. Speaking of yep. poor people that have passed away. <laughs> yeah. How about that? You know, at this point, since our last episode, a lot of people have passed. There's been some, yeah, there's been some grief, a little grief, man. Yeah. 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 We had uh, Paul Rubens, Tony Bennett. Well, I know in the last four days up to... At this time of we're recording, in the last four days, right. kind of back to back to back to back, there was two wrestlers, Terry Funk and Bray Wyatt, whose real name was Wyndham Rotunda. I want to make sure to mention that uh, Bray Wyatt was his wrestling name. Wyndham Rotunda is his actual name. So they passed away. And then Bob Barker and Arlene Sorkin yesterday. So yeah, yeah, it's 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 been a it's been a week. It's been a couple weeks. Sure has. So R.I.P. To some, I mean, we don't have time to go over. Uh, there's a lot of accolades <laughs> in those names that we mentioned, um, but a lot of really great work. You know, Bob Barker, 99, good run. Others, Wyndham was 36, died from a heart attack. So some are just real sudden, and some are like, you know, a good run. And yeah, just, you know, love everybody. Try to spread some positivity because, you know, it's been it's been kind of a sad couple, couple little weeks there. So, but, um, you know, we yeah. just want to send some. Shout outs and some celebrations. And uh, Justin's put up a couple reels. It was great. Paul Rubin's reel he put up, and we'll probably put up some more. I, I put up a little thing for, for Wyndham. So we celebrate them the best way we can and just keep them in our memories and our hearts. And our thoughts go out to the family members. Couldn't agree more. So RIP to all of them. And yeah, that's how we get the show started, folks. But that's. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, well, let's get the kind of downside out of the way, and then we can get into Correct. some news and stuff. That's exactly what we should do at this point. So why don't we do that? The news, the news, let's get into the news. What's the buzz? Tell us what's happening, Justin. Well... I don't know if anybody knows this, but there's a strike going on. You don't say. I do say. Man, this has been going on a little while, huh? Yeah. I was very wrong. <laughs> you were wrong on the week. I, was, I figured this might have gotten wrapped up real quick. No. Nah, no. Not at all. 
no, at first, whoever the fuck's in charge, we're very much so like, no, we're good. You guys are talking about things that are just not realistic and we're just not going to do that. And another guy said that, oh, we saved a hundred thousand or a hundred million dollars just from the strike alone. It's looking like this is going to go on a little bit longer. Things are getting pushed back. We're not getting Dune 2 this year. That's getting pushed back to 2024 because how can you promote and you can't with your, your actors and all that. So Yeah, um, it really, I'm thinking about, um, oh, let me get his name right. Um, Zolo Marduena is his name. I think about him during this time of no promotion because in any other stance, like this should be like his breakout movie, right? He should be on a tour press. He should be super getting excited. And he's, he should be talking all over the he's place. He's been yeah. doing everything he can to promote it without having to actually promote it. And it's just like, man, this should be his shining moment. And it's kind of dulled. And it's unfortunate. Well, that's one of the reasons why this whole strike should be over, in my opinion, especially since the top guy makes like $76,000 a day. You gotta crack open those streaming numbers, man. Yeah. Give these writers some of the money. Like, they worked for it. They did it. Open up the streaming numbers. Let's have a real conversation about financial futures and financial stability, job security, this and that. It shouldn't be that hard, but when you're dealing with ultra-rich, I mean, seems to be always par for the course. And from what I understand, there's two different strikes going on. So there's the writers and there's the actors. So once they settle something with the writers, then they have to turn around and settle stuff with the actors. So it's rough, and it's you know, yeah. It's, and AI has to do it both. And both also things, AI, so. they're, you know, they're worried about AI generated scripts and this and that. And I mean, it's it, it's a legitimate. And then somebody walking onto a a set as an extra, and then all of a sudden, because you were in something, they can now use your likeness, and they can then you know AI generate you and regenerate you and keep using you forever. Yep, because. Soon, background extras aren't going to be working. Nobody. You're not going to need voiceovers. I was kind of worried about so. this when they started the kind of de-aging thing because I remember there was a time when young actors used to get kind of jump starts by playing the younger, younger version versions of, yeah. of the older kind of character. And now they're just kind of de-aging everybody. And it's like, right. okay, well, that's that used to be a way for an actor to get in the door, you know? Yeah, it'd even be the other way around. Somebody playing the older version of a younger actor. Right. And then all of a sudden they're they're in the next like three or four movies. I think about Saving Private Ryan when they do that real super close up on Matt Damon and then he you know, they go back to the older gentleman that's playing him. Right. But that was a you know, there's an older gentleman who gave who gives a great performance. I wish I had the actor's name, but he gives a great performance being an older Matt Damon. So mm-hmm. yeah, I see what you're I see what you're saying. It's a weird time. Yeah. It's a weird time to be living, watching all these like studio execs going, well, should we be even greedier? Yep. <laughs> yep. The answer for them is always yes. Yeah. Yeah. The answer is always so yes. So now it's like, how do we do yes and make it so people will now still go see our movies? Correct. Because I'll tell you, some of these AI things that is created is terrifying. I love this thing that, that's gone around where it's like, we had the AI generate what they think the Mona Lisa would look like today. Have you seen that one? No. It's like this young Italian looking brought very pretty, but the breasts have been augmented a little bit. Like they're there she's she's sitting with a with some fun buns up there. With the bust? Yeah, yeah. She she yeah. All right. <laughs> this ain't your father's Mona Lisa. Okay. <laughs> That's that. hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, I did this slip off, my goodness. Say <laughs> so AI can generate some Silly things. Yeah. Have you seen the pumpkin spice season one? No. 
That's terrifying. <laughs> it's terrifying. <laughs> AI is like going, you humans, this is this is what you do, and this is how we see you. Oh. It's uh, it's really bad. I'll send it to you. Skynet's coming for us all, man. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, no. Well, we hope the strike gets resolved. Well, we hope there's some resolution. It probably won't happen soon, but, you know, like we said back when we first talked about it, I hope that they can come to a fair resolution for all this, and it works out for everybody. Again, when you're dealing with super rich and super greedy, when they're like, okay, I guess, we, I guess we'll, we'll give you a little bit, but restrictions and this and that and blah, blah, blah. So we'll see. Well, supposedly the studios came to them with a deal and it just wasn't enough and, you know, realistic or whatever they, they, they came back with. And now the studios are saying, look, we just don't want talks themselves to be stalled. They're kind of making it like, oh, we're still trying, but they're giving them kind of a, a low deal and may trying to make it look like, well, at least we're still doing something. I don't know. At this point, I don't understand other than greed. That's it. Money. Yeah, and, that's it. Yeah, greed. That's yeah, it. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Sucks. So hopefully that's ending because I, you know, I, I, I do know some people that are, are not working because of it and they're not writers or actors. We hope for the best. Yep. So studios, stop being greedy. Stop being so greedy. You're always going to be greedy, but you yeah. know, be a little less greedy, at least for a little time being. But, you know, well, whatever. Speaking of being a little less greedy, yes. physical media is not completely dead as we thought it was going to be. Speaking of things that aren't ending, yeah. My goodness, it's about time. Why so soon, as you said? Yeah. We are getting some movies and TV shows, finally, that have been held back. You know that hot new show that ended last week, WandaVision? That hot, while it's still hot off the presses? Right. Yeah, finally getting the... <laughs> Remember Loki season one, folks? Yeah, we're getting a lot of uh, of shows in order. Prey from Hulu is finally coming to physical media on October 3rd. Yes. And then November 29th, sorry, September 26th, we are, uh, I should do this in order, like I said. <laughs> so, restarting, September 26th, we're going to have Loki Season 1. Yes. And then, I, 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 why I messed this up in the first place is, is beyond me, because I wrote it out of order. <laughs> it's not beyond me. Now I know why. We figured it out, folks. Clues. As long as clues are left for me, I am happy. Ha-ha. That's why I write things down to remind myself. Yes. Every morning. Yes. Every morning. Your name is Justin. Oh, sorry. <laughs> so... September, I'm going to start over completely okay. again and then edit all this shit out. Absolutely. <laughs> September 26th, Loki, season one. Yes. October 3rd, pray stop saying yes. <laughs> That's what's throwing me off. It's making me laugh and it's not funny, but it is. <laughs> so pray, I don't know. It's coming out at some point, probably October 3rd. There you go. And then November 29th, we're getting WandaVision. Finally. And then on December 12th, we are getting Mandalorian seasons one and two, both dropping on the same day. So physical media, folks, I guess is coming back, which is good. Which is great. Uh, you're, you're a fan of physical media. I am. I'm a fan of physical media. We One of the cornerstone conversations that started our friendship was our love of movies and our big movie collections that we have. So- I the reason why I have a big movie collection is because my best friend, shout out Adam Uribe, my two cents, he has a huge movie collection. And so my mother had a huge 
movie collection with, with VHS tapes and this and that. So I'm a big fan of physical media. I will always be a fan of physical media and I'm glad Absolutely. that they're, um, they're dropping this stuff. So better late than never. It's been a weird time being able to watch all the CDs and records are kind of coming back, but CDs and, and anything that was music related go down from a big section it used to be a store like tower records, but Go down from a section to uh, down to a couple of aisles, down to one aisle, down to an end cap, down to gone. I mean, and that's kind of what's happening right now with with Blu-rays and 4K. How I built my movie collection was going to a store called Rasputin's or Amoeba. Right. Big stores of new and used records, tapes, movies, everything. You could go in and get five movies for $20. So, you know, I would go in and just drop $100 and walk away with all these movies and just start building up this collection. Now those stores are gone. It's really unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Tower Records, I guess, is coming back online. Tower Records is back. TowerRecords.com. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. So check it out. TowerRecords.com. Oh, okay. I'm not getting paid for that. Should we? Yet. Come on. Yeah. Here's a here's a twenty dollar check. There's probably a coupon. Twenty percent off. Thanks. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, physical media. I've always been a, a big fan of being able to say, "Oh, you haven't seen that? Do you want to?" And then just go over and grab it. Right. You know. Same. And also not having to pay fourteen dollars to twenty dollars a month because I like a certain show. Right. When it used to be that, hey, you saw the show, the season came out, and then three months later after that, that season had ended, or even just before the new season drops, here's it on Blu-ray. This whole streaming thing is starting to be rethought, apparently. A lot of things are going to be made available on on certain platforms, and and there's talks that certain streaming services aren't doing well to the point where they might just stop. Because you're looking at it going, well, this is becoming pointless. We will uh, we will see. Other ones are going strong, but yeah. Sure. Yeah. We'll see what happens here. Pre-order this stuff if you want it, folks. It's it's out there. Make sure you pre-order because they will sell out. Ask my buddy. Oh, yeah. Ask my buddy about it, about just being a, a bit too late to the draw on the prey. It'll go quick. So oh, yeah. It. No, yeah. yeah. Get it in. You got to get it in. If you want it, get it in. Get it in and get it. Yep. And they're beautiful steelbook cases. They look great. I guess they're going to have... It's just like your traditional run where you're going to have behind the scenes, never before seen stuff, interviews. So it's real good physical media to have. So go out and grab it. Yep. Absolutely. Start your collection if you haven't already. Yeah. Get obsessed with it like I am. Yep. Obsessed. <laughs> yes. Yep. Was that the news? Is that it? We wrapped? We definitely wrapped the news. So we're all good. We're all good. The news, the news. Hey, that was all the news. I'm sure there's a, a lot of other things going on in the world. But right now, I think I kind of want to talk about Ahsoka. Ahsoka. Episodes one and two. I don't know about you, and I don't know about other people, but due to the fact that I have watched the Clone Wars series and the full Rebel series... I'm enjoying this. I'm not hearing praises all over. I'm hearing a lot of people saying that they liked it. Other people are saying that they're not enjoying it. They don't understand certain things, and I 
kind of get that, but at the same time, in my opinion, it's kind of self-explanatory. They even gave you a Sith-like crawl at the beginning. So, I don't know. What did you think of it? I was talking to my general manager. Shout out, Lewis, GNC Auto Body. I was having a conversation with him, and he was getting caught up with Rebels. He, he was watching Clone Wars, and he was watching Rebels all to get caught up so he could finish it so he can watch Ahsoka. He's going to watch it this week, and I'm going to talk to him on Monday. When he, when he asked me what I thought, I said, it's really good if you haven't seen Rebels or Clone Wars. If you have seen Clone Wars and Rebels, it's great. Right. I say that because if you're not invested in some of these characters already, when you see them, when they mention certain things or just how they interact with each other, you if you haven't seen Clone Wars and Rebels, it's like, yes, you get a sense that these people have this history. You get a sense that Ahsoka's coming back into some of these people's lives and, okay, there was something there. Oh, you, you, get, you get these certain feelings of nostalgia. If you have seen Rebels and Clone Wars, you get it. You're filled with this sense of, yes, Sabine Wren is back with Ahsoka. She has her apprentice back. You know, spoilers. <laughs> uh, you know, you, you see, you know, you when they pull up this thing with Ezra, when you see the picture of them all together, when you see Hera and Ahsoka talking, you if you've seen Clone Wars and Rebels, you, you're filled with that, oh man, yeah, this is, this is really great to see again. And it helps fuel the show. So I can understand if people that haven't seen Clone Wars or Rebels that are looking at this and kind of going, yeah, it's good, but ma 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 this, that, and a third. I can I can maybe see like, okay, I can see you might be missing some connective tissue. And it's not that you have had to have seen Clone Wars and Rebels, but if you have, it's just this show hits a little better, I think. Right. So I'm in, from someone who has seen Clone Wars and Rebels, I'm enjoying this so far. I know that like most things, maybe some people feel like this is off to a slow start, but trust me. Also with this, if you have seen Clone Wars and Rebels, you kind of know what's coming. Like me, I am anticipating the arrival of Thrawn because in Clone Wars and Rebels, he's that dude. So if you have it, so you have no idea who Thrawn is, you don't really have a sense of dread. You don't really have a sense of like, ooh, the storm's coming. You're just mm -hmm. kind of going, okay, they're trying to find this other random dude. Whatever. Right. So I think that's where maybe some of the divide is because there's a lot of people that haven't watched Clone Wars and Rebels. It's a lot to watch. Right. So I think the show is really great and I think it's going to get better. I agree. Speaking of RIP, um, Ray Stevenson, RIP. Yes. It's great to see his performance. Yeah. You know, we get to see him and he's, 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 he's so good. He's really good. His whole thing. I just, it's, <laughs> it's a good show. It's a great show. Yeah, I, I'm enjoying seeing how he's definitely walking that line of gray Jedi. He's not worried about people's lives at the same time. He's calm. He's not sitting there like yucking it up evil, hamming it up. It's very straightforward to the point. Yeah. When they're showing that montage where they just run through and they, him and the, his little apprentice, they're taking everybody out. It's like you said, it's no nonsense. It's not, oh, I'm gonna, it's not a show. It's just like, no, I, I need to keep moving, put these people down. They're in my way. Right. It's, it's on some Vader stuff. He's like, you're right about one thing. We are not Jedi. Yeah. <laughs> like, we're not here to play. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, you know, I love the orange lightsaber on both of them. Yeah. 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 It's, it's got this, yeah. this nice, uh, orange red lava look to it. Especially if you're, you know, it's, you're shooting, some of it's shot real dark, so when that orange comes up, it really pops. It pops mm -hmm. on screen. It's mm -hmm. it's it's beautiful. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's a not quite Sith look going for it. So yeah, and then 
the archaeology and the finding of the Apple of Eden. I mean, the the yes. star map. I don't know if you, yeah. when you saw it, I don't know if you immediately went, that's just the Apple from Assassin's Creed, but I did. It, gave, it definitely gave me, I was just like, huh, seen that before. Sure have. That looks familiar. Right? Yeah. It familiar. just so happens to project a map. No shit. Right. So, looks familiar. Looks, uh, are we ever getting, we're probably not getting that show anymore. I don't want to, I don't want to go off topic, but are we getting that Assassin's Creed show? Netflix? Netflix? I hope so. I mean, with the strike, who well, it's knows? It's probably shut down now because of the strike. Well, they're going to want content. Hopefully this next run of games kind of reignites some people wanting to see Assassin's Creed with, you know, with the, the Basil stuff, that Coven thing. Because, yeah, I would, I would like to see, uh, again, sorry to go off topic, but I would, I would, I've always said Assassin's Creed would work better as a, as a well-produced, just weekly show. Yeah. Um, because you can just you can tell and and tell the fucking Desmond story too, man. Goddamn. But, yes. You know, do 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 what you do. Yeah. Going off topics with you, supposedly with this whole Skull and Bones release that they're going to be doing yes. that they've been working on for a very long time. Yes. There was talks <laughs> that they weren't going to be releasing that and then just release a remake of uh, Assassin's Creed Four. I mean, now now there's talks that they're still going to be dropping since they just dropped the beta for Skull and Bones. They're still going to be supposedly remaking Assassin's Creed 4 with the basically the, the framework from Skull and Bones. So, yeah, that's possibly going to happen. Dope. But, yeah, it did have a... I was like, yeah, I've seen that before. So... Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, then she, she finds the Apple of Eden or, or the star map, whatever. And, and that fight with the droids was cool. It yep. just kind of showed her, like, just almost like, you know, yeah, it, I, I dealt with you for my entire childhood. No problem. I'll take you guys out. Understand that she she's Ahsoka's a bad cat. Yeah. She's trained by the guy. She's been trained by the best. Right. <laughs> like Anakin and Obi-Wan and just everybody. She got to Yoda. She got to be around all the hitters. And so she is just a wicked, wicked lightsaber duelist. It's fun to watch her go. And yeah. Rosario Dawson is just really she's great to watch. I've always enjoyed watching Rosario Dawson, but she's, I've I mentioned it before and I'll keep saying it. Every once in a while, you get a perfect casting. I think this is one of them. Yeah. I don't think you could have had anybody else at this point really do a live action Ahsoka and have it look great, sound great. I think Rosario Dawson was a perfect casting for Ahsoka. Absolutely. Especially if you've seen Rebels. And she wanted the job. She she super wanted the job. So, and she was like, I recently, like last week, saw her giving an interview where she's like, oh, yeah, they just, call, they just called me and this and that. And I don't, I don't know, but I hope I get it and blah, blah, blah. Then, right. Yeah. You know, that Good Morning America right. interview, so, I think is what it was. Good or, for her. Good for, yeah. uh, good for, I like the show. I like where it's going. So I'm, 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 let's bring on Thrawn. Let's get this thing going. Let's, whoo, let's get it going. I'm excited. I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah. It was nice to see uh, Chopper live action. I don't know if you noticed, but it seemed like you could understand Chopper more in this than you could in Rebels. Like Rebels, you, you there were certain things that you'd say and you, you could make up basically the response. In this one, it almost sounds like it's just toned down talk. No pun intended with the toned down. I mean, but just toned in talk, I guess. I don't know. It, it sounded like I could understand him more than I could in Rebels. But maybe they're doing that for the for the kiddos. I think yeah, it's that's yeah. And for for the for the kiddos, for the people who don't know who Chopper is or whatever, it's like okay, yeah, let's give him let's let's kind of clean it up. I think a little. Yeah, just I could understand him more. But other than that, it's cool to see him. Hera was great. 
what I what I did, I also liked if we're talking about casting. Let me look at the young lady's name real quick. So, it's the young lady who plays Sabine Wynn. Natasha Lou Oh, nice name. Natasha Lou Bordizo. Yes. She's really great as Sabine Wren. Her and Rosario Dawson are able to portray that master apprentice thing. They, I think they've locked into their chemistry. I right. think how she's playing Sabine Wren is, is really great. Um, so I wanted to give that actress a shout out. Yeah, and she also got her, her speech pattern down. And I, I, when I hear her, I can hear the voice actress giving that line the exact same way. Right. So they, they got that down, which is good. Yeah. Yeah. What else? The Apprentice for Ray Stevenson's character. She was great. I get these like almost like she doesn't trust her master vibes. Yeah, the character's name is Shin Hati. Shin Hati. The, the young lady playing her is Ivana Sakno. Yes, and Ray Stevenson is playing Balin Skull. Yeah, what a what a dope name. Right? <laughs> That's a great name. Right? I love it. I love it. I, again, uh, tell you, man, Sith, Sith, man. Got some great. We have names. the best names. Yeah, we're, we're, we're evilest. We're evilest, fuck, but we look great and we have great names, man. Yeah, other guys, we we get like Luke, <laughs> Han, or Han, Han depending Han. on what day yeah, it is. Exactly. Every once in a while, you get a Lando. All right, you know. But, right. Uh, it's a great name. Mace Windu's a dope name, though. Yeah, it is. Mace Windu's a dope name. Yep. Anyway, Ahsoka Tano is a great name. Fucking, oh, there you go. It is. But it then is. again, she's not human, so. No. no. But I wasn't saying. Just the humans. I, I was just saying just regular, regular light side, dark side, but didn't really have to go into the whole human or alien thing. But you took it there, not me. All right. Well, yeah. I mean, just it's, saying. It's the boy. Yeah, I, I will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, uh, most of the aliens in Star Wars have dope names. The, just the basic fucking blue milk drinking humans. Yeah, their names aren't that great. So. No, no, it's all that blue milk. <laughs> just giving people boring ideas. Like oh, I drink blue milk. It's toning people down. Drink your blue milk. Got to drink that red milk sometimes, man. I want the red milk. Let's get crazy. <laughs> it's called strawberry milk, man. They... Is there only blue milk? Like, where are the other colors? Where are the other colored milks in the galaxy? Nesquik makes a good red milk if you put enough of it in. There's got to be a milk bar, kind of like in Clockwork Orange, where they give different types of milks. There's got to be a milk bar. Like today, we're going blue milk. You know what? Today, I'm going green milk. It's a green milk day. You can get your basic white. We haven't gone off topic at all. Not really. We're no, still because we're still Star on Star Wars. Wars. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Not talking about Ahsoka anymore. We're just talking about blue milk bars and, and different establishments where, you know. I want the blue milk bar uh, now. They can serve. I bet a milk bar Chantams would be dope. <laughs> yeah. What else do you have to say about Ahsoka? I will I will. I'll uh, be very honest. That's like most everything else I'll have to say, the, 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 the stuff I'm getting excited for hasn't been shown yet. Everybody's listening and. You know, most people know me. I, I'm I'm all fan. I'm a super fan of villains. I just I love villains. They make stories interesting. I don't want them to win. I most times I know they're not going to win. They're just very cool characters. So I'm waiting for Thrawn to show up. Yeah, I, I'm I'm along for the ride right now for Ahsoka. I'm two thumbs up. It's great. Well, I'll tell you what I'm excited for. 
finding out who certain characters are, more about what we're going to see, going to another galaxy far, far away. Because as we all know, this whole series starts off with a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Now they're going someplace else, which means that they could do a lot of stuff someplace else that's really freaking far away. <laughs> and it has nothing to do with the Skywalker saga that continues on and right. everything that goes on here. So there's that possibility. Finding out who this Merrick character is, the double-bladed lightsaber inquisitor looking guy. Mm-hmm. Who, who Who is that? <laughs> There's the possibility that if you're going to go with the I am your father twist, the reveal, the taking off the mask, is that Ezra? Hmm. Interesting. Now, there's also other rumors going on with the, the voice of one of our favorite Star Wars characters from the Force Unleashed games, Starkiller. And he also did the voice of Darth Maul. Uh, not Whit- not Whitwer. Whitner? <laughs> Which one is it, man? Whitner or Whitwer? Come on, man. You've got this. Remember? Let's let's we're gonna circle back to an old episode here. <laughs> I'm leaving. It's uh, it's it's Sam Whitwer. <laughs> Sorry. I love this running joke. This running Sam Whitwer joke is great. Oh jeez, and it, it it wasn't even Ah, that got me. Yes, it is Sam Witwer. Anyways, he was in the credits for this last one, for episode two. Credited for doing some voice work Hmm. of some sort. So was he uh, doing the voice of somebody just grunting or a couple of people, ah, or whatever it was? Or I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. So right now, at GameStop, there's a little Funko thing that has Darth Maul and Ahsoka in the same box, like they're about to fight. So hmm. I'm thinking. I don't know if it would be Maul because Maul was killed. Somebody knows something. But can you imagine if under that mask was Sam Witwer, and he is playing Star Killer? Oh, bringing Darth his, uh, his Force Unleashed fucking character to live yeah, action. Can you imagine that, if that he was playing a version of Darth Vader's would, Secret Apprentice? That would be so great. <laughs> that would be fantastic. Right? So think of it this way. Anakin Skywalker's apprentice fighting Darth Vader's apprentice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So there's there's rumors. There's possibilities. There's so much that can be done with this and then leading into... Dave Filoni's Heir to the Empire movie that is basically the combination of all the, like, you know, Mandalorian, Book of Boba Fett, Ahsoka, all these shows put into one big movie. So that's going to happen. So, yeah, I'm, I'm excited about that. I'm excited about seeing the new Force magic, possibly, that is going to be introduced to this, where they're going to go with it. I enjoyed seeing puppet work with the Loaf Cat. To me, it gave off Jim Henson vibes, so that was cool. That was cool to see. So yeah, I'm I'm just I'm enjoying the ride. I'm enjoying basically that this is Rebels season five. It makes me wonder how much of Rebels season five they already had done, whether it was just in storyboard or and or just uh, animatics, or if they had maybe episodes one, two, or three done already. Because when I look at the way it's shot, especially episode one, it, everything was kind of framed and everything was moving a certain flow that was very rebels 
I'm enjoying this overall, basically, is what I'm saying. Uh, yeah. Uh, what do you think, folks? You like it? You enjoying it? Enjoy it. It's fun. I think the best is yet to come. Yes. There is definitely more. If you think it's kind of slow, stick it. I would say stick it out. Yep. I would say when it comes to kind of shows like this, people are like, eh, where it's like, oh, should I watch it? I would say, you know what? Stick it out. Sometimes I'm like, nah, you can wait. Wait till it's done. I'd be like, you know, this one, it's going to it's gonna get good. So stick it out. Hang in there. Yeah. It's the best thing I can say. I agree. Cool. I'm hungry, brother. I say we get into some meat and potatoes right now. Meat and potato time. Yeah. Full on big plate of it, too, because we're going to pretty much be talking about all of this run. They're calling it the Tomorrowverse since it started off. I was today years old when I figured that out. When I was just looking at my little notes for this, I was like, oh, there is a name to this run. So, yes. Yeah, the, to- the Tomorrowverse. Dig. Yep. Dig. I like it. Yeah, dig. I like it. And uh, I, I like the how it, it, it started off with the Superman movie. I could see this movie being a live action movie. I can see most of these being live action. A lot of the times when you watch a lot of the animated movies, you kind of go, this would be cool in live action, but I don't know if the, the audience would believe it. This one, I, I think this would, would have done well live action in theaters. It's a straightforward, feel-good Superman movie. Yeah. You know? Yeah. They don't try to go too nuts with it. They keep it very inside the box, and it's a good box to stay in. If you're a fan of just good stories, and especially of Superman and the origin story, yeah, very feel-good Superman movie. I, I did enjoy watching this. I especially liked the beginning with the focus on the fear of aliens. Right. That whole tidbit when he's a kid. I thought that was an interesting start, and I don't think I've seen them cover that before, like that side of it. I mean, yeah, you know, but not not like right off the bat, especially him watching the the movie with the kid and, right. and this and that. So I enjoyed it. That conversation between Martha and, and Jonathan when she was like going like, you know, like, well, we don't want to like scare him. I mean, like, what if he thinks he's different? And he's like, he is different. Right. You know, and I I loved that. And it's like, let's not hide it from him. We got to give him the truth so that way he can realize that we aren't looking at him like he's different. And I kind of dug that. And also later on, Jonathan Kent's still around. And that... I think is something that we need to have in this next Superman movie that James Gunn's doing because something about having the father figure there for him to be able to go and get advice from both mom and dad, you know, just fly in and have a conversation. That's something that definitely needs to be in the movies. Well, I mean, it would have been in Man of Steel, but Kevin Costner didn't want to get saved, didn't it? That was so dumb. So dumb. No, 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 no. Don't, don't save me in a blink of an eye. You, you with powers. And it just, uh, I can go way off topic right now. It's not off topic, but I can go just on a huge Man of Steel, they shouldn't have killed Jonathan Kent rant, but I'm not going to. I'm going to talk about this good movie, (laughs) Superman, Man of Tomorrow. I will say, when we talk about, uh, when we have our personal conversations and we keep talking, and we've we've discussed it a little bit here too, when we discuss the Superman problem of Superman not being cool or Superman being too this, that, and the third. And I mentioned to you that DC does itself no favors sometimes. The part when she makes him the costume and she's like, so I tried to make it cool like the guy in Gotham. I'm just like, well, see, you didn't even need to say that. Because now there's a bunch of right. people going like, ha, oh, see, Batman's cooler. It's like, no, it's not about that. So I'm just saying, sometimes DC does themselves no favors with right. trying to establish this like, hey, Batman, 
he's cool, right? Superman, he's also cool too, right? It's like, <laughs> you know. And it was kind of interesting because he was already establishing the whole cape thing once he saw a picture of Batman. And he kind of just tried on the red fabric. He's like, cape, huh? All right. That right there, I was digging that. But then, like you said, it kind of knocks that to the left once she kind of goes, well, I based it off of that nice guy in Gotham. You know, it's like, well, right. And where's the mask? Huh? Where's the mask? We're going to do pointy ears. If you're basing it off that, where's the mask? I got to point ears too, Ma. That's what we're doing. My ears are going to stick out. Right. That's what I'm saying. I got to be a big rodent. Huh? (laughs) Big flying rodent. Mighty mouse. Uh, Superman, Man of Tomorrow. A great appearance by uh, Martian Manhunter. Yes. Yes. Doing his not-so-stealth shadowing. <laughs> right. Just staring at it's him like, from, a, like, like, a football like, length geez, away. Man, just fucking creeper. What are you doing? <laughs> I like going to the guys, like, you know, two tours in Afghanistan, and I know a shadow when I see one. I'm like, yeah, I, di- I didn't have to go to Afghanistan to f- figure right. that one it's, out. It's, it's right there. He's right there. The guy is staring <laughs> right at me, Excuse no me, matter sir? where he is. Just Can we like, help you? Just walk away. <laughs> Sir, do you need something? Just staring. We can see you. Yeah. <laughs> He's still not answering. Yeah. He's just staring. Right. Maybe we should call the cops. Right. <laughs> yeah. But once he showed up, it, like I liked how it wasn't immediately in the outfit with the cross suspenders and giant cape, and he was just full-on Martian form. Yes. Which was great. Yes. And the reason he does that was because of Lobo. Yes. Which is really cool. Which is very cool. Forgive me if I don't remember... Every voice actor that we cover here, but I do want to shout out Ryan Hurst playing Lobo. I thought it was a great pick. Yeah. Yeah. And the entire time when I was watching it going, yeah, this is totally Jason Momoa. Yep. (laughs) If he's still Aquaman in this next run, that's that's, so dumb. He needs to be Lobo, plain and simple. Yeah. Plain and simple. I agree. So, But I I liked... uh, how he was just like, he comes in with Superman not knowing anything really about himself. And all of a sudden he's like, uh, what are you doing here, Kryptonian? You know, and just like, what, what, Kryptonian? Is that what I am? And he just goes into complete detail. So I've never seen a flying Kryptonian, though. He was definitely Lobo. There was not much you can say other than he wasn't watered down. He was even crude and, and doing some alien mating dance for Lois. And give you a little bit of this and a little bit of that. <laughs> and then I'll give you some of this. Uh, <laughs> that scene was funny. Yeah. That scene was funny. You want to sell some tickets to your movie, have Jason Momoa as Lobo do a mating dance. That'll do it. Right. That's the preview. It's just him upside down going, a little bit of this and a little bit of that. <laughs> and then he can throw a throwing axe while drinking a beer. Do it a keg stand while throwing a throwing axe, doing the mating dance. Done. That'll sell all the tickets. And then we get a new take on Parasite. Yeah. That was, again, when you're telling some Superman stories, I feel like there's going to be those next level villains. There's the regular problem. Then there's that big other big problem. As far as other big problems goes, Parasite was interesting. Yeah. I I got it. They definitely didn't, you know, make him a a lasting character. Yeah. So. So it was kind of, they had the liberty to be able to just, just kind of go all out. Correct. Like, let's go completely left field with this one yeah. and make him look like Godzilla. Yes. That's why I was like, mm, okay. Like, I feel like we've seen this before. <laughs> Giant monster <laughs> in Metropolis type thing. Someone call Matthew Broderick. Godzilla's around. 
Right. I don't know how deep into spoilers we need to get, but when the final kind of problem comes to kind of fruition and him having to go to Lex Luthor and be like, yo, I need your help. I enjoyed that aspect as well. Like I said, just a straightforward like Superman movie where it's like, take the characters you know a lot, maybe tweak just a little bit, but tell a very straight, basic story about a man who can fly and do amazing things. Yeah. And I, I, I think it works. Like I said, it could have been, it's good enough to be in live action as well. So yeah. Yeah. No, it was quite enjoyable. Yeah. Quite enjoyable. Yeah. I don't really know how much I have to say about this one. Me being a Superman fan, usually I'd be gushing all over it, but no, yeah, that's... I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. We could probably move on to the one that I enjoyed quite a bit more. And it's kind of hard not to with the classic retro feel and everything they have for it. Justice Society, World War II. You know, any movie where Nazis are getting plans thwarted and we're like, Adolf Hitler, he's a bad egg. Let's get rid of that. I'm all for So yes. you take that and you put superheroes in it and you have superheroes punching Nazis, double sold. Yes. And this movie is just really great. It's mad fun, man. It had been a while since I watched it. And I found myself rewinding a couple parts, rewatching certain action sequences. Wonder Woman does her freaking thing in this movie. Oh, yeah. She's an absolute gem in this film. I love everything she does. Except say yes to the dude. What are you doing? I, I, I get it. I'll, I'll say yes tomorrow, but come on. I mean, you know, I, she eventually does. And it's it's a nice, sweet moment. And, well, I'll spoil it. She eventually does. It's a nice, sweet moment and all this and that. Yeah, it was a little late. But other than that, I loved everything she did in this film. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the opening introduction with her when it came to fighting the Nazis definitely had a, you know, an inspiration from the, the first Wonder Woman. Yes. When she was just flying through the building and kicking ass. And I kept waiting through. for her music to kick in. Right. Yeah. Yeah. When she when she's going to goes through the roof with the shield first or just right. through first. And I'm just like, bro, this is Wonder Woman's so dope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 And there's some great flash stuff in this movie. Oh yeah. And I had to say great flash stuff because when the last flash stuff I just saw was not great. So it was good to see great flash stuff. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Just watching him run. There's slow motion scene done right in it in even through animation. It was just like it, it really cool. It definitely had the X Men Days of Future Past, the whole kitchen scene with Quicksilver. Mm-hmm. I think every, everybody, it, that was a high bar to set yes. when it comes to speed force or fast moving characters because that, was, that scene was hilarious. So when he was doing that with the Nazis, it immediately made me think about that scene as well. But again, and, and not for anything, you you can you can completely take this out if you want. Like this is this is just me talking to you, but you can keep this in if you want. But you know, one of the better scenes of somebody moving fast and the world just slows down. Have you seen it? I can't remember the name of the movie, but Steve Carroll from is it Steve Carroll from The Office? Carell, forty-year-old version. Steve Carell. Steve yeah. Steve Carell. He plays like this squirrel. And so squirrels are already fast moving, but the, he gets a hold of an energy drink and they do this whole thing where like everything is in suit. And he's like kind of just walking around. He looks like he's got like, he's like, and he's just kind of moving things and this and that. And I was just like, this is before I saw the kitchen scene with Quicksilver, all that. I saw this first randomly. Right. And I was just like, this is an amazing way to show like that things are just moving incredibly slow and it looks, no and he's moved, looks like he's moving normally. Right. I think it's they, really cool. So yeah. 
the whole thing where he goes and he's moving the guns and just doing the thing. I was like, perfect. Right. Brilliant. <laughs> Why is that so difficult to do? Right. Going back to the Steve Carell bit with the squirrel drinking the energy drink, that just reminds me of Futurama when all he wanted to do was drink 100 cups of coffee. And he drinks his 100th cup of coffee when the entire place is on fire. Who, the main character from Futurama? Yeah, Fry. Uh, Fry? Okay, yeah. Yeah, he ends up drinking 100 cups of coffee, and then the, the whole place is burning down. And because he drank his 100th cup of, a cup of coffee, he's all of a sudden moving like the Flash. And, you know, putting out the fires and moving people out of the way from something falling. And that's great. It's hilarious. If you haven't seen that scene, yeah. definitely watch it. Even I that whole it. episode's hilarious because his buildup while he's drinking the coffee. You know, first couple cups, you're like, yeah, this is good. You can imagine sure. somebody getting jittery after like five. Sure. So when he's working sure. on a number like 25 to 50 to 75, man, it, it's oh full on comedy. I can imagine. I'll have to check it out. Yeah. But going back to The Flash. Uh, when you said, is that so hard to do? No, it's not. And, (laughs) and and what really pisses me off is that when you see them running really fast, whether it's in the cartoon or a most recent injustice game, uh, you see their feet moving super fucking fast, which is really cool looking. And they did it for a brief second in the flash movie. And then they stopped. And and all of a sudden, he's running so fast that he just looks like he's running normally. No. Yeah. No. Right. Don't do that. I want to see how fast his arms are going. I want to see how fast his legs are going. That was the point of the action figure of the Flash, when you would squeeze his feet, and all of a sudden, his arms were just moving really, really fast. That's what we want to see ever since the freaking 80s, ever since the 70s. That's what we wanted to see. Like, you know, when you you sit there and you watch him, he he doesn't feel fast. Like in Man of Steel... When he turns it on and he, boom, you hear him go to that G-Force, it feels like he's fine. It feels like he's fine. Fast. You you get the sense of speed. You never really get the sense of speed with this Flash, which is weird because that's what he does. Right. That's his thing. Yeah. Be fast. Miller's Flash, you mean, not the one from this movie. Yeah, Ezra Miller's Flash, not this Flash. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You know who does a good job of feeling fast? What's his bucket from the boys? Their main fast guy, the brother, I forget, A right. train or whatever. Yeah. You he feels fast. Yeah. Well, because they, you're how, seeing how they shoot him, whatever he does, it's like boom, boom, boom. Like it's like, okay, I get it. Ezra Miller's flash doesn't feel fast. Well, you're not focusing on on everybody else's point of view as much as you're you're focusing on on the Flash's point of view in those in the movie and in the Justice League movies. Because I guess they felt that that's what we want to see. But at the same time, if we're seeing it in real life and we're trying to make it as realistic as possible, you want stuff to be moving like in a blink, in a blur, the way that the female Kryptonian in Man of Steel, when she's fighting the army, oh, and she's just going from one guy to another, yeah. boom, 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 boom. Yeah. When I saw that, I went, ooh, that's how the Flash is going to move. Yeah. Nope. No. Nope. <laughs> nope. Yep. But not getting off track at all. But this, this not getting off track because yeah, this movie, uh, great Flash stuff in this movie. Yeah, That's, yeah, 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 yeah. Great Justice Society stuff. You get to see Hawkman. You get to see Black Canary. Our Man. Our Man. Yeah. Our Man's so cool. Ooh, I didn't. I had forgotten about until voiced by Matt Mercer. Hey, so cool. You get to see some Doctor Fate. Doctor Fate. You get to see a great. Wonder Woman versus Aquaman fight, which I wasn't prepared for until it was like, oh, they're going to, oh no, they're not going to fight. 
she gonna whoop some ass. And it, it it's a it's a great fight. Right. Yeah. Yep. It's really dope. And then speaking of good Superman kind of twist to origin stories, Brother Shakespeare. Right. A nice simple twist to the origin story that's like, oh, okay. Fucking war correspondent. Mm-hmm. That's dope. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Super dope. And I'll tell you what, spoilers, but when he comes in at the end and starts to take out those planes, yeah. I'm like, hey, see, can we all please remember why Soups is who he is? Because, man, who else is doing that? Right. And no I- one else is coming to do that. That whole faraway shot where you just see like the, you see the different ships just going. I'm like, look, look, at, look, at, and look how fast. This is going. Mm-hmm. Like, I I loved it. I loved that part when 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 Soup's I like when they and, they and get and, closer uh, in and just like the shot of him jumping from plane to plane and you get that feel of him just he doesn't know if he's com- going to land on it but he's just he's just aiming for it as much as he can. He's falling. It, it, you look at him and go, he's not flying. That is not a person right there that is flying. He is leaping and he is landing really hard, especially when he finally jumps off that final one. And lands on the pier. You just see the just a giant smash. Really cool. Yep. I mean, it takes it back to the old old vibes before he actually started flying, where he was just leaping a tall building in a single bound. Right. Had very Max Fleischer Superman cartoon to it. So very Max Fleischer feel. Mm-hmm. All the stuff with the World War Two, it almost makes you forget that at one point Brainiac showed up. Right. And <laughs> at the beginning of the movie, right? Absolutely. Because when he's going back, it's like, oh yeah. There's a problem back happening back where Flash is from. Mm-hmm. That's right. Brainiac showed up. Yeah. And and just the the beginning where he's running so fast to to stop the bullet and then ends up hitting the speed force going back in time to the point where he uses the speed force to get back and you see the Flash go back and then the Flash immediately come forward, catch the bullet and just spin and throw right into Brainiac between the eyes. So cool. Like I said, how great was that? Great Flash stuff. Yeah. And Soup's just like, you were just, you know what? Never mind. <laughs> right. I'm not even going to try. I'm still wearing a cape. And uh, um, and you run super fast. Uh, why explain now? Right. Right. I will say this was my, I think this is my favorite movie in the run, honestly. Yeah? Yeah. In, in the Tomorrowverse, I think it's my favorite movie. It would be War World, and I'll tell you why it's not. We'll get to that. Not that War World wasn't great, because it was, but- uh, oh, it was it, great. It wasn't it, my favorite. Right. So. It would have been my favorite, but no, that Justice Society takes the cake for me. That's my favorite. I, I probably would have to agree, thinking yeah. back on everything now, just trying to think of anything that really topped the feel of that movie. Some of the other movies, every now and then, I'd, I'd pick up my phone. This one, it was that was one where I just, from start to finish, it was kind of just sitting there, kind of just leaning forward, watching the whole movie. Yep. So, yeah, yeah no, I'd have to agree. Very cool. And I loved the the opening and the ending when it had the 1930s, 1940s serial, old school black and white style film footage credits. DC is really good at doing their beginning and ending credits with to match the feel of what you're about to watch. It's, it's one of my little yeah. favorite things that they are constantly just they're consistent with. It's really neat. And then after this one, we get into the Batman movies. Long Halloween 1 and 2. Yes. We're just going to go ahead and talk about the entire run instead of breaking down part one and part two. Correct. Because we're trying yeah. to save some time. Because if we did that, it'd be 
a long podcast episode. We kind of <laughs> a long Halloween podcast, <laughs> the long yes. Po- Halloween podcast. And if we were going to do that, we would concentrate on just that. So that and the games, and then the recent Batman movie, and yeah, exactly. So. Which long Halloween made me want to rewatch the Batman again because this it, uh, the Batman is kind of mirrored long Halloween. I will say it's a complex story that's pulled off very well. There's a lot going on <laughs> in this in this thing. Oh, yeah. There's layers upon layers that don't even get peeled off until the very end where you're like, oh, man, that was a layer that we didn't see coming. And for a very complex story, I think it gets pulled off very well. Yeah. I think doing it in two parts was incredibly smart. And yeah, that's, as far as the story goes, that's, that's, I, think it's, I think it got pulled off very well. Yeah. Because there's a, there's a lot going on. Well, there's a lot of comic book. Yeah. There's a lot to it. To do it all in one movie would have taken all that storyline from the comics and just like just thinned it down. It probably would have been just like a Joker movie at that point. But yeah, no, it does have a lot of layers. You know, it has the, the mob layer. It has the Batman layer, the chemistry and the relationship between Catwoman and Batman, the relationship between Bruce Wayne and Selina Kyle. Then you've got Falcone, yeah. and you have that whole story with Falcone and the kid, yeah. and then you're introducing uh, Dent and Dent's relationship with his wife. Which ends up being the heart kind of behind this whole story. Correct. Is Harvey Dent in the relationship with his wife? Yeah. Which, again, layers. Lots. That, that don't get revealed until the end, and you're just like, wow. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like even the Solomon Grundy part. The Harvey Dent storyline in this is really dope. Yeah. It's a good Two-Face story. Yeah. 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 Really well done. And the guy who yeah. did the voice for Harvey Dent. Josh, Josh du- Duhamel. Yeah, Josh Duhamel. Yeah, Dumel. Yeah, Dumel. He, uh, he's great. It does the difference between Dent and Harvey Two-Face, whatever the hell you want to call him, really well. And speaking of castings, we should definitely mention you know, R.I.P., to Naya Rivera, this being her last role before she tragically drowned in 2020. So this was her last her last role, and she did amazing. Yeah, she did. And also, I did not know. Some people are probably going to be like, what? When they hear this, I'm not the biggest Supernatural fan. Now, I haven't Nor watched. am I. Nor am I. Right. So I haven't watched it. Or So like, if the, the name Jensen Ackles didn't mean anything to me, I was just like, oh, I enjoyed his Batman. And then I looked up and I was like, oh, that's homie dude from Supernatural. Well, it's okay. Cool. Right. I enjoy his Batman. I love he, what he brings to I love what he brings to it. And so. he was recently in, I guess, The Boys Season 3, which I still have yes. not watched yet. I've watched yes. 1 and 2, but I still haven't watched Season 3. Yeah, his character in The Boys. He's, I guess, plays Soldier Boy. <laughs> yeah. Well, the Boys is so dope. Because of his Batman and his Soldier Boy, fans are now advocating for him to be batman in the new dc universe in live action uh, does he not want to go older i mean he doesn't want too much older than okay than superman he's probably going to be more of like a five or six years older okay but i still want ethan peck i think ethan peck needs to be batman especially with the whole tie into kingdom come where alex ross based his old batman off of gregory peck mm-hmm. and to kind of come full circle with having ethan peck then playing the younger version of Batman in the movies, give me a break. This would, and, and the guy just, he's got the voice, he's got the look, he's got the, you know, the the Bruce Wayne look with kind of the jaw of Batman, which would, everything would work perfectly in the outfit. He, I think, 
James Gunn would definitely be passing up a perfect casting when it comes to a new take on Batman. So, but I don't know. Jensen Eccles, I haven't really seen his acting in Supernatural, nor have I seen it in The Boys. So, I don't know, but he does a good Batman for the cartoons. I know ladies like him. That's that's as far as, you know, that the, the ladies like those Winchester boys. So, I mean, yes. Okay. Yeah, for whatever that's, that's worth. That's where I've heard all of my information about Supernatural is from. Uh, Same from women in my life. So that's all I know. <laughs> <laughs> He's so cute, um, and I love the car, right. and it's a great show. And yeah, okay, right. What's it about? Right. <laughs> it's about these two brothers who are so good looking, and they do you know, blah 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 blah. So, <laughs> well, what's it about? <laughs> right. What's the movie about? Right. The action, though. <laughs> But the action. Look at that action. Let me tell you. (laughs) Um, When you first read The Long Halloween, because I'm pretty sure you read it before you saw this, I had never read the comic. So my first introduction to The Long Halloween was this, the two-part series. Mm -hmm. Did you know who the holiday killer was going to be? I thought I knew who the holiday killer was going to be, and I was wrong by the end of part one. So, (laughs) Well, I'll tell you, I never read the whole series. I enjoyed the art. The art was what really kind of drove me towards knowing at least about the storyline, but I never knew exactly how the story went. Oh, okay. I knew that it had to do with a whole bunch of his rogues gallery. Yeah. But I never knew the actual story story. Okay. So knowing that it was a dragged out year long detective story. Yeah. A years long whodunit. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. I knew all about that. I didn't know who the main villain was. <laughs> I just wanted to say two things that made me laugh super out loud. Joker, just the idea of Joker like, hey, there's this dude who's doing crime and scaring the city better than me. We can't have that. He's no, got to go. Not at all. Yeah. <laughs> He's got to go. Just when I love the, the line when Batman <laughs> jumps on the plane. He's like... What are you trying to prove with this stunt, Joker? Joker's like, prove? Stunt? Joker? Joker? No, wait. That that one's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very well written. Very well voiced. Yeah. I, yeah. I forget, I forget the young man who does Joker, but it's it's his take is great. And then the little cut scene at the end, the trick-or-treaters. That was cute. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like, you know, with the... the, the previous movie for world war ii when he was like going hey maybe we should kind of start like a uh a you know i don't know a, 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 all of us get together it's like what do you mean like a club you mean like a club right <laughs> yeah, something like that so and then having him showing up at the end like after with the trick-or-treaters you know just having alfred going uh it's for you, sir. And it also kind of gives you that tie-in, right? Because until that kind of end, it doesn't really feel like this is connected to anything. Right. Because it just feels like a straight-up Batman story. And then at the end, it's like, oh, yeah, no, that there, okay, there we go. Right. There's some connective tissue. Yeah. Which is good. I mean, they didn't really need to sprinkle in a little bit of the past two movies. It kind of just show how, well, how involved he is in his day-to-day life when it comes to all of this that moment where he's staring up at the painting of his parents he's like oh you're up early sir and he's like what oh no just getting in you know that that type of stuff is you know how time consuming it is for him to be batman freaking lunatic yeah (laughs) crazy (laughs) obsessed 
crazy and obsessed, and it doesn't Freaking help when he Bruce gets. Bruce Wayne is insane, but that's okay. He dresses like a dope rodent, so we let him get away with stuff. <laughs> we love him. We love him, man. He's way better than Superman. That fucking Boy Scout. On to the next one, Justin. See, what? Oh, sorry. Why did you uh, do that? Why'd you do it? Why'd you do it? What's the next movie? The next one would be the Green Lantern movie. Beware my power. We're introducing Jon Stewart. I'll be real honest, Justin. This is the movie I liked the least in the run. Yes. It was only okay. I feel like Jon Stewart was a co-star in his own movie. Yeah. And I do think... <laughs> I do... <laughs> uh, it, it, what made me laugh just out loud really hard was when the, the whole... He rings out of power. Okay, you have to re- repeat after me. And he powers up the ring and he goes... What kind of lame ass corny right. mantra is this? <laughs> I was like, you know, I feel like there's a part of the audience that kind of agrees with that. It's like, man, Green Lantern is dope, but do we have to say this whole thing <laughs> every time? Okay, they they like did it this, well. You know, uh, they come back strong in the end. It's like when you when you believe in what you're saying, it can come out pretty dope. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I guess just personally, I, I'm just not, I don't think I'm a Green Lantern fan in general of the character. Uh, yeah, just, I, I'm just, I'm, maybe that's just me. And I'm not, it's not to say, I mean, the, the movie might be really good. To, I don't know. I just, I found it just okay. I didn't really, I, uh, yeah, it's just okay. Well, I'll tell you, I mean, this I, is a I, movie I was on my phone a lot, right? Right. I will tell you that. I checked my phone quite a lot trying to watch this film. This movie starting off with Hal not being there at all, Hal then being kind of a side story for why Jon Stewart is doing what he's doing and becoming who he is, because it's Hal Jordan's ring that goes to Jon Stewart. And I found that interesting because I was like, wow, we're just going to kill off the first Green Lantern and not even show anything except for a little backstory. I thought that was bold. And then going right into spoilers again, this whole thing is spoilers going into him being the villain of the story and having just the being the super villain, the super of villain. The story. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and doing that. I don't know. It, it, to not have the buddy cop feel with Hal Jordan and John Stewart, because they were great friends throughout the comics throughout, you know, like in the past 30 years. So to not have that, it kind of bummed me out. And like you said, him being kind of the side character of his own movie, he seemed very monotone. He seemed very like, whatever, I'm just here to do this. I'm here because I have to be because I have this ring that I can't take. Yeah, off. and that that only lasts so long. And I'm not juiced about this at all. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't care. It's not like, cool, I got these powers. Right. And it's like they're taking a page from yeah. Zack Snyder. Yeah. I'm a superhero that doesn't want to be a superhero. It's like, well, then right. fuck off. It's not why we're watching these things. And that's the thing. You can't. He's trying to fuck off and he can't. Right. He can't take the ring off. <laughs> that's, right. the, that's the problem. <laughs> He's stuck here. He wants to fuck off so bad. He can't. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that the best version, uh, my opinion, of Green Lantern was Kyle Rayner. Kyle Rayner was an artist. He was a like a comic artist for the newspapers. So he's somebody who's already able to imagine just the wildest shit. And to have that with the ring... Instead of like a giant baseball glove, giant hammer, you know, Kyle Rayner was the guy who could could think of that that 
awesome armor that looks like a mech warrior and all this different stuff. That That's the Green Lantern for me. You know, that sounds like a more interesting Green Lantern. It was. Because it's all about using your imagination, right? Yeah. So you're right. If you're coming up with the most basic kind of things, it's like, wow, you can conjure up anything. Like you said, giant hammer, giant glove, oversized machine gun, you know, something like that. It's like, yeah, think of, let's get creative with this shit. Right. <laughs> think, yeah. Well, it's like the, yeah, the main so, power move that you have in Injustice. Right. He builds a whole thing. He's building the whole fucking, that that's the right. big mech warrior, that big mech robot. Yeah. So that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> super cool yeah yeah and also just the whole side plot with the zeta beam and the war between the two worlds and i mean batman did that in two movies with a whole bunch of storyline seems like you're trying to put a whole bunch of storyline into the, just this one movie that could have been two movies like i would have wanted to seen hal jordan's fall and then maybe the cliffhanger of like oh, oh he's just dead and then the second movie kind of going into to John Stewart's movie. I'm, I don't know. It just it seemed like it was just too much packed into one. Yeah, I think that a better way to go is showing how, how Hal Jordan kind of got into a certain situation, and then it makes it seem like he either got disappeared or captured. Right. Then you bring back, then you bring John Stewart into this, and then it's like, hey, we're searching for Hal Jordan, and this, that, and the third. And then it kind of, yeah, because it feels like he gets picked up, and it's like, Everybody's gone. Everybody's missing. So we had to get you because we can't find anybody else. Come on, let's go. Right. Because if you were to (laughs) focus on that whole war in the first movie. This was more Green Arrow's problem than Jon Stewart's problem. He's the one that's like, I got to go find my friend. So it feels like a Green Arrow movie, really. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, had they focused on the whole war between the two worlds in the first movie and everything, you wouldn't have had to have all that backstory explained in a quick flashback Mm. type thing. And then it just wouldn't have felt rushed. I don't know, you would have had more sympathy for Hal Jordan at that point in the second movie where you're like going like, oh, now he's a fucking villain. Like, oh, he went crazy. Oh, he was taken over and now he's Parallax. He's not He's not Green Lantern anymore. Right. The whole Parallax story in the, the original, com- in the comic books when they went into Zero Hour, I mean, it, it when you found out that, that Green Lantern, Hal Jordan, was your main villain, you were like, holy shit, no. Right. Like no, this gives and he, you, gives, had, you, he gives you Captain America Hell Hydra vibes. Really, like, yeah, no. <laughs> that can't be. And, the and then time. when like how <laughs> when Hal Jordan shows up in this, and he's like, huh? Oh yeah, no. I, well, not that guy, I just stabbed him. Huh? I just went. Oh, he's the bad guy. Right. He, the, he's he's the villain now. Okay. Right. I I don't care. And this movie really made me not give a shit. Yeah. I. Mm, I yeah. Yeah. It was just okay. Yeah. Especially since they didn't know each other. Had Hal and John Stewart known each other and John Stewart had to kill his friend, then that would have had a little bit more of a tugging at the heartstrings there. Like, oh shit, that that sucks. Yes. But he had to do what he had to do. He had to be the hero. He had to do this. Yes. But yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah I right. agree with you on this being the, the least favorite of the run. Uh, it was there were some great visuals. Yes. There were some great moments. Yes. But overall, as a story, and it, it felt rushed, and it just, I, I didn't care about the characters. Yes, I agree. But they, they pick it back up. They do. With They pick it back up in, they a, do. in a very, another fun, kind of good way. Yeah. The next one was mm-hmm. which again? Legion of Superheroes. Yes. Introducing Supergirl. Yes. Just like with Man of Tomorrow, this is a very good, straightforward. Supergirl film, 
but it does have a very nice little interesting twist in how they go about the Brainiac storyline. Yes. Brainiac 5 is a great character in this D- in this in this DC run. Whilst World War II might be my favorite movie, Brainiac 5 is my favorite character in the entire run. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Because it's a different take on the Brainiac character that I've personally never seen. This idea of like Supergirl is going to have a thing for this Brainiac character. And this Brainiac is part of a thing. He's five because the other four, you know, they're going to be bad. So eventually this, that, and a third. And then doubling down with this whole like, oh, hey, y'all. Remember way back in the way back when Flash did his thing and just randomly threw that bullet through Brainiac's head and we never said anything about it? Mm -hmm. Well, guess what? (laughs) Right. So I dug that a lot. I dug that a lot. Yeah. Well, I liked how they opened it with, you know, you're getting Kara's point of view of what she saw when Krypton was exploding. Yes. I like that you, you got that different moment of sending your kid in a spaceship. Yes. Because having a, a teenager, you know, maybe like probably close to early 20s, Supergirl, it's a bit more of an emotional moment of like watching your mom as your spaceship is just taking off and you get that quick little... Oh, and they, and they set you up real nice too. They set you up for the hurt because they have this whole nice jogging little montage in the beginning and it's all heartfelt. So you, they, hit, they hit you hard when, yeah. like, when, you know, when, you know, when you know what's coming. Yeah. It's like, oh, Krypton's like, oop, here it comes. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. And then her trying to blend in. That was a cute little mall scene. That did make me giggle. When she's trying to figure out the map thing. and <laughs> When she asks the security guard, he just points back at the map. and not say anything like, use a map, kid. Yeah. And again, DC does itself no favors in this whole Batman's so cool and soups whatever. Because you get this feeling like if Batman doesn't approve of you, then that's, you know, because Bat goes to soup. Like, hey. I don't think she's going to make it. And it's not like, well, give her time. He goes, okay, well, you might be right. Let me go talk to her. Right. <laughs> and it's just kind of like, so Batman said it and everybody falls in line. So <laughs> another example of DC not really doing your guy any favors, man. Yeah. I mean, it would have been kind of nicer, in my opinion, if, if Superman had kind of been like, Hey, this is my cousin. Why don't you mind right. your own business as much as this right. is your business? Let me handle this as right. opposed to him just being like, hey, you know what? You're right. And, right. I mean, he, what... he wasn't directly saying that, but it just kind of <laughs> gave it this, you know, oh, I'm sorry, Batman. Yes. Don't, don't make Batman angry. Yes. Because. Right. Cause she's, and she's sitting there pouting like, oh, ba- Batman, Batman doesn't think I should be on the team. I was a superhero. Like, and he could easily be like, you know what? He don't, don't. Whatever, but again, he hasn't slept in like, a week. Just you know, again, don't. it's this feeling of like, well, he might be right, and it's like, here, let's get you some training. When it's like, uh, okay, if Batman says it, I guess that's what goes. Right. <laughs> so yeah, just just another small example. Of like, man, they don't they don't do your boy any favors with your argument. So, mm-hmm. but yeah. when it comes to the story, it definitely worked where she felt out of place. Yes, of course. And having her kind of go like, I can't, I don't know, maybe I shouldn't be here because I just can't take the pace of this world mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, him going, well, then let's, you know, kind of bring up the pace a little bit and sending her into the 31st century. You know, it just, that's, it was cool to be able to, yes. you know, bring in the Legion of superheroes in that sense. Yes. And then, and have her train with them as opposed to having the, the story of, of Superboy going to the 31st century 
Oh, is that how the, to become that's Superman? Original, that's that's one of the oh, okay. ways that they did it. Um, oh, okay, and right. it it kind of had it kind of had that feel without having to do that. So it was it was cool, and then it introduced, like you said, Brainiac Five. Where immediately, I think it works a little better with Supergirl too. I think it works. I think it works if you give her that storyline. Like yeah. it I think it has a little more feels. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they did it right with this one. Yeah. Introducing all those characters and getting into all those characters right now. I ain't going to do that. But I'm it, Mon-El. I don't even like his name. As soon as he said Mon-El, I was like, no, nah, I don't trust him. Right. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> yeah. I think the Dark Circle is a great name for a, a bad guy organization. That was really mm-hmm. cool. It's like, it's the Dark Circle. I'm like, Ooh, I'm going to write that down. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's cool, man. The nice. Dark Circle. I like that. Yeah. And their logos literally just it's black on black, but the circle is black, so it's like has a whole shading kind of. I was like, "Bruh, this is, I like it." Dark circle, that's cool, man. Mm-hmm. So I like, I like, I like that name. I like their look. It was cool. Yeah, neat. It was neat. And then a great post credit scene that leads us into the next movie. At the end of this, I was like, "Oh, cool, right? All right, yeah, yeah. just the." All right. uh, <laughs> I guess a Zeta beam comes down and what looks like them just vaporizing Batman and Superman. Right. And then you come to find out, nope. 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 Where'd they go, Justin? Well, they went to War World. World. And we don't really figure that out at first. Well, I mean, the title of the movie is War World. But when it starts off and you have a Western and you have Wonder Woman riding in, which I love Westerns. I didn't know I needed to see Wonder Woman in a Western till I saw Wonder Woman in a Western. That's what the producer said, too. This is amazing. Just her right? riding in with her boots, but it's cowboy boots, and just her whole look. I was like, this is working on every level for me right now. And, I mean, come on. She's <laughs> got a lasso. About this. Yeah, I love everything about this. Yeah. Everything about this is perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense to me. Like, yeah, yeah. she's got a lasso. She's gonna stop. She stops bullets with braces, and it's just the Wild West. So everybody's just gonna be shooting, right? Yeah, and then it's like, oh look, and she runs into Jonah Hex. This is awesome. Yeah, and Jonah <laughs> so, Hex was so cool. not a hero in this story, right? Which was interesting too, because he's the he's the town scoundrel, right? Yeah, and I mean, when you see Jonah Hex and you see his hat and his outfit, you kind of go, you weren't fighting with what you would call the Yankees. He was a Confederate soldier. Sure was, Justin. One of the reasons why Jonah Hex doesn't get a lot of a lot of play in my book. No, no, <laughs> not at all. Uh, Let's make Jonah Hex cool, but Jonah Hex wasn't cool. He wasn't cool. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, like you said, it was really cool to see her in a Western story when she uses the lasso on him after he's like going, "You think you can." handle me physically and then she just punches him in the face and <laughs> you know, it's just like yep seems she can yeah and it's just immediate little quick little brawl that doesn't last Jonah very Hex long gets the brake speed off him justin sure does <laughs> and then when he talks talks about having the train coming in with all the it was a glycerin mm-hmm. when she's on the train she speeds up the train and then jumps off the train in front of way in front of the train and then picks up the track and just starts bending it. I'm like, you're, you're watching this going like, this is, this is showing why Wonder Woman is just Wonder so Wonder Woman is in her cool. bag this entire run. 
Yeah. Everything she does is dope, except for constantly saying no to Steve. Everything other than that is great. Yeah. And then her saving the day and coming out of the flames, you know, coming out of the smoke mm-hmm. with the with the horse. I'm like going, oh, the horse came out of the flames too, huh? So, well, you can't, uh, you can't but, the horse, Justin. Well, I mean, if a horse is walking through flames at that pace, the horse is going to be on fire, horse, but Justin. that's just me. I know, I know, I know you can't, but it would have been better if she just walked out and maybe the horse came like, oh, look, it's, you know, you didn't die type of feel. Uh, that that aside, that whole thing was cool. And then having the Steve Trevor character get shot uh, right as she's kind of like considering sticking around with them. Well, kind of par uh, for the course. <laughs> like, yeah. Dang, Steve can't catch a break. In any universe. Come on. No. No. Not at all. Damn it, man. The new 52 universe, he was he was doing kind of fine. Oh, okay. But no, not this one. Damn it, man. It also ties into the whole World War II Justice Society movie. Yeah. And then yeah. here. And then when you said that, that Jonah has the brakes beat off of him. I'm saying. Oh, boy, does he. You thought like, he was ugly when you first saw him. No, she just made the other side match. Here you go. Let me get the rest of this. Right. But yeah, that was cool. And like you said, seeing her in a Western, not something you ever thought you needed to see or wanted to see until you saw it. I need a whole show just... of Western Wonder Woman. <laughs> yeah, I was about yeah. to say, like, th- this could be a great series. Sheriff Prince. You know? Yeah. Like, when you only get 15 minutes and you want more, that means they've done their job right. Yep. And then we get into Batman. Conan Batman. Yeah. Bruce Wayne the Barbarian. Little Conan coming at you. Interesting. Yes. It was it was it was cool. I, I got it. It was based off of an old DC comic called The Warlord. Okay. And okay. you know, back in the day when, when DC was not just doing Superman, Batman, and all this, they were also doing stuff like dinosaurs and, and barbarians and westerns and everything like that. So, so this is like this is kinda like some what if stuff. Yeah, kind of. Okay. Kind of. Especially with the fact that when these characters that were never in those comic books were thrown into those comics, it it does have a very what-if feel. Yeah. I never read any of the Warlord comic books, but from what I saw of how they introduced his character and then what it looks like in the the comic books, they did a damn good job. Mm Mm-hmm. Damn good job. But seeing Batman in a barbarian outfit... With the cowl helmet, which I was so disappointed that they got rid of, like, right off the bat. No pun intended. I would have liked to have seen that helmet a whole lot more throughout that that whole portion of the cartoon. Yeah. But the uh, producers were saying stuff like, well, you, you don't ever really get to see his face. You don't get to see his eyes. So, you know, we got rid of the cowl right away. Oh, says says a character known for having white over the eyes when he rocks the cowl. Right. And in this one, he didn't. <laughs> so, so when like you, you when he turns and you could see his reaction, you can see his eyes getting wider. Like, oh god, I'm about to get hit by this sword or axe or whatever it was. It just completely took their point and threw it in the trash. Yep, this would have worked just fine with that helmet. Absolutely, just fine. All right. But I digress. Uh, this one. I don't really have too much to say about it. About the Conan one? No, it, it, it's, it feels like Bruce Wayne in a Conan movie. Yeah. I mean, they're going to go look for a wizard, and it's all this and that. I'm like, mm, okay, right on. I, I just like the look 
and the, you know, it's a good idea. I'm like, okay, cool. Right. Like if they were to say, Hey, we're going to be doing a Bruce Wayne Conan series and not do the Wonder Woman Western. Yeah. See, yeah, no, nope. like, no, I'm yeah, good. Nope, nope, yeah, nope. Not gonna watch it. Not gonna watch Conan. Nope. Batman. Just make. I'd rather they make Conan. Yeah. Yeah. I want them to make King Conan. God damn it. There you go. Just give us one last Schwarzenegger Conan movie. It might happen. I, I, it might happen. I, it, it might. You know what I could watch hmm. was a noir style detective. <laughs> We're looking for UFOs. They said something happened. Twilight Zone kind of series with soups here. Right. Soup shows up as the detective. Yeah, Bruce is the, the other cop in the back. Wonder Woman's just in the diner. Like, I, I enjoyed this black and white third part. Yeah, Agent Kent. Yeah, Agent Kent. I liked it. And them going mm. to Grover's Mill, which was great. Because if anybody knows the history of Grover's Mill in the uh, the 30s and everything, that was where the Orson Welles said that the, the, the ships have landed, the aliens are here. What's it called? War of the Worlds? Yeah, the whole War of the Worlds segment, a radio show yeah, that had radio happened. radio drama yeah, made everybody think there was actually an alien invasion at one point. Yeah, it took place yeah. in Grover's Mill. Yeah. So to see Grover's Mill, I was immediately like, ah, aha. I did the Leo meme where he's pointing at the pointing screen. Pointing at the screen, yeah. Mm, mm, yeah, that it. was me. I was like, ah, yeah. that, ha, ha. Yeah, <laughs> right there. Yeah. Grover's Mill. Yeah. So all you youngins probably don't know about the War of the Worlds except for the Tom Cruise movie that you don't want to watch. Yeah, it was it was a cool little, cool little throwback right there. Yes, like seeing him in 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 the black and white, detective style Agent Kent and and them looking for the aliens, was was really cool. And then having uh, his superior go, it's like you you ready to fight for truth and justice the American way, at any cost. And he's like, yeah, yes, sir. So I was like, how they threw in that and kind of just a stuff that would make him kind of go, I've heard this before. Wait a minute. Oh. And having. Hmm. That's right. Isn't somewhere in this run, this uh, this might have been a fever dream I had, but somewhere in this run, do they have your boy say, whilst putting down a gun, I'm not going to shoot anyone just because I'm scared. That's not the American way. Did he actually say that? Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty funny. So yeah. that, that just lets me further know. DC doesn't do your boy any favors when it comes to this. Yeah. Because <laughs> I heard that and I was like, wait, what? I had to rewind that a couple times. I was like, did Superman just say that whilst putting down a gun in 2023? No. <laughs> well, I mean. <laughs> I mean, it was back wherever that was in. But I was like, did that move, Did that just happen in this climate? Ooh. Right. Well, right. I will say this. All right. When he was saying that's not the American way, the, the, what he was trying to say, that's not my way. Just have him say that. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Because at this point, like you said, uh, there's a lot of people getting shot just because certain people are chicken shit. Absolutely. As opposed to doing their fucking job. Right. So I it's, just, uh, I, I was, I, I, I couldn't believe when I heard that. I was like, no, not like that. Come on. Right. Come on, Clark. I'm trying to be on yeah. your team here. I'm trying. <laughs> yeah. felt like, felt like Clark Kent's lawyer. I'm just like, but don't, don't say that. Don't Good say God. that. God. <laughs> Excuse, can we have a recess with my client? What, what the fuck, man? You're jamming me up here. Right? <laughs> oh, damn it, Clark. <laughs> I'm trying to make people like you. Why can't you just say I'm not going to do that? You got to throw America into it? God damn it, man. <laughs> <laughs>
You realize you're well, an yes, a- you realize you're an alien on this planet. White privilege doesn't really uh, you don't really get it, man. You can't just say whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, man. What do you think you're the president? <laughs> right, 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 right. You used to be able to say a lot of things. <laughs> if you were president, you could say whatever you want. Not get in trouble at all. Well, we'll see about that. I think also they had a missed opportunity with it being all in black and white and then him having to shoot a flare at the gas truck. I think it would have been kind of a good opportunity for him to maybe start discovering some of his power in that moment and have him shoot his eye beams and his eye beams be the only thing that were in color to have his, his heat vision be red and shoot out in, in a, an entire black and white feel Having that would have been this really just archy, cool archy look. Yeah, it makes it makes for a great shot. But yeah, of course, in the stance of the story, like right, yeah, it, no, no, it, it definitely they, works they don't for, know who for they what's are coming. Until... Yeah, it definitely works for what's coming. But that's definitely it. Would definitely would have been a cool, cool shot. That's, right. that's neat. I mean, it's, even though Wonder Woman yeah. is is fighting on top of the car and behind the car and 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 kicking ass the way that she can because she's in her bag this whole run. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. Except for not saying yes to Steve, goddamn. Yeah, give your man a shot. I know, but we we start to notice something's a little weird because they, they 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 you know they have the whole like anytime it's like where are you from? There's this long pause. And it's like, uh, that doesn't matter. They're just moving on. So you're like, mm, you know, something's wrong. They have a Mitch McConnell moment every time that they ask. They get asked, uh, oh my, where Lord. they're from. Quickly, and I'm just going to say this right now, and we don't really get into politics, but yeah, I think we've we've kind of made our point that there needs to be fucking term limits Can on everybody. We please put Pop Pop in a home. Holy shit! Can we please put Pop Pop in a home? Because God, I don't like the dude. And even I'm like, can we please get your man some help? Because good lord, we don't need to keep he, he had a moment out though. there every day. Like, come on. What are we doing here? What was it? Robin Williams talking about Jim Henson was operating people from the back. Just like, move the arms, move the arms. <laughs> uh, I just, I, I like immediately. That's what I thought about when I saw him just kind of stop and pause and, and people were going, Hey, Mitch, Mitch, you, you see wanna- the dudes behind him get worried real quick. They're like, um, sir. Like, yeah. Oh man, and they can't see his face. So if you look at his face, he, he just, he loses it for a second. Someone just turned him yeah. off. His his Sims left the room for a second. Yeah. <laughs> somebody no, went to the, the, somebody had to go to the bathroom real quick, and he was just stuck on nobody didn't pause the game, so he was just standing there like the universe is on Orion's belt. That's where it is. Yep. So yeah, it turns out this whole thing that turns out that beam was a thing that didn't annihilate soups and bats, but sent them to this simulation thing where they're torturing Martian Manhunter. Pretty crazy. Right. Well, they're on a giant spaceship weapon, Mm -hmm. and it's feeding off of everyone's hate and fear and just uh, just all the things that you don't want powering what is supposed to be a weapon. Everything was being used at that point by a way different take on Mongol than we've seen in any of the comics. Which this was my first introduction to Mongol, so I that's oh okay. I wouldn't know any other iteration, so you'd have to put me on game. Uh, I'll well, I'll recommend a couple of things right now, not just for you, but for anyone else who doesn't know about Mongol. Watch the Justice League cartoons, Candygram for Mongol, where they have Candygram for Mongol. I'm Mongol. <laughs> 
See, if they'd had a black sheriff, they'd have beat Mongol right off the bat. Look at that. <laughs> Falls into the Warner Brothers theme, too. Always love how he walked out the room and just put his head. It's his head. His fingers in his ears. He hits that corner super hard. He's he's doing the freaking he's doing the Bugs Bunny routine. It was it was Mel Brooks's moment to to bring a Bugs Bunny moment into his movie, and it worked beautifully. I love that movie so much. It's it's uh, my favorite Mel Brooks. I mean, Blazing Saddles, y'all. Do yourself a favor and go watch it if you never have, because they won't make a movie like that ever again. So do yourself a favor, own it, get it, keep it, and yeah, enjoy it. Right. Everybody says the Tropic Thunder is something that can never be made again. It's like they're absolutely uh, right. No, they're absolutely uh, right. (laughs) Well, I mean, he was asked if he if they were to if he would want to do a sequel, uh, Robert Downey Jr. And he was like, I don't know. watch watch that question because he's like i i mean it's no because it's like this if they have his character go blackface and that's already bad enough again what else they what else they're gonna ask him to do you can't do it again you got away with it once right and they wrote it very carefully why it did it and because anyway it's a whole tropic thunder thing but no i don't think they can make us you can't i don't think they're gonna do a sequel we should do a tropic thunder episode anyways uh so mongol they shouldn't do a sequel watch no watch justice league the cartoon that they did okay the bruce tim cartoon okay which a lot of these are pretty much all produced by bruce tim at these points if you want to see what mongol really looked like you know kind of in the comics and everything there's uh the superman batman public enemies that cartoon oh is a uh oh you you see him fighting mongol at one point oh okay okay yeah because i've yeah. seen that Just, i remember watch that yeah so when he's fighting that giant purple outfit dude he's just the ape ridiculously cat? huge. The ape hmm? dude. The ape dude. Not the ape dude. No, oh. there's. Yeah, yeah. Go back and watch it. It's uh, you 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 have Superman fighting Mongol while Batman's fighting Solomon Grundy. Okay. And he's like, Mongol didn't sound like himself. And he's like, Yeah, and Solomon Grundy sounded like William F. Buckley. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's right. Okay. I'll, I'll. I'll. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So this one where he's kind of like slender and tall and lizard-like and skin. He has a dark side fucking... feel to him. Yes. Like, yeah. An- At first when me, I was watching it going like, style, He has trying? like a dark side feel to him. Yeah. 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 Like they do in a new version of – but when I first – I didn't get the whole Mongol reference until I realized that it was Mongol. And I was oh, uh-huh. whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh-huh. So with the look of his face and everything like that, I was going, is this like a different version of dark side they're trying yeah. to pull off? Yeah. 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 But – Having, yeah, yeah, the Martian Manhunter, they're using him to make everybody, you know, Batman, Superman, and and Wonder Woman see what they wanted them to see so that way they can keep powering this whole ship, this weapon. Yeah. Then, after they save the day and do all that. Yes. Somewhat. Because it looks like it's all about to go to shit for them. And then they get pulled out by a mystery character. Sure. Who then says that there is a much bigger crisis at hand. Bum, bum, bum. Way to bury the lead, guys. <laughs> right? Well, for those who don't know, it is a- I'm here uh, to talk to you about the Avenger Initiative. Oh, okay. Right, exactly. I, okay. <laughs> right. Right. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's leading into Crisis on Infinite Earths. Yes. Which is- Which already has a pre- It already has a date, release date, I believe. Does it? I think so. Um, I know it's supposed to be 2024. I just don't know an actual release date. So let me see. Um, 
we can we can put this we can edit this later but let me just really look at really quick tomorrow Here we go. Tomorrow verse and da -da 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 movies. Justice League. Nope. Justice League. Where's the okay? Justice League. Nope. Just says 2024. Doesn't have an actual yep. date. Yeah. So I was wrong. I'm just thinking probably summer, spring or summer of of 2024. Yeah. Yeah. And then I guess there's two. There's an included in this. There's an Adam Strange short film and a. Commandy, the last boy on earth short film i guess that's tied into these into this tomorrow verse as well well there's been quite a bit of short films but that ties it directly into this tomorrow verse i don't know yeah i know one, that the, the, the uh, two that they're showing that tie into this or there's dc showcase adam strange which dropped in 2020 and this Commandy, the last boy on earth well Commandy, the last boy on earth was which is kind of interesting i think that that was the kid that shakespeare saves or finds in the kid that gives him the the Superman outfit yeah. in World War Two, yeah, because they released that one before the World War Two one, right? And having that kind of tie in, but it would be it'll be interesting to see what they do with Crisis on Infinite Earth, yeah, with, with this because you're going to have different versions of Superman, you're going to yeah. have different versions of Batman, and everybody kind of we're going to get to you know, see helping. they're probably going to get a whole bunch of different voice actors to come and do this different versions of the right. third. So it's, it's, I think it's going to be a nice, good, big film, nice, big anime yeah. film. You think they do it in two parts? I think it's just one big, long movie. I hope they do it in yeah. two parts because it's it, a heck of a story to yeah. just throw into one movie in one hour and a half movie. Unless, unless anything, they just make it a long joint, you know, like a two. Yeah. If they want to make it two and a half hours. Yeah. Two forty. Yeah. But if they, they do, a, you know, a 90-minute, you know, two 90-minute films, that's a three hours of being able to tell a good, long story. Yeah. And for those yeah. who don't know what Crisis on Infinite Earths was, it was basically the writers back in the day were like, how do we how do we make just one universe? Because there were so many – there was the multiverse and multiverse on top of multiverse. And finally, they said, you know what? We're just going to get rid of – all the multiverses and turn it into one solid DC universe. And uh, that's what they did. There you go. So we'll see what universe survives or even if this universe was even one that was even meant to be the one that actually survives. So it, it could all of a sudden just go back to the beginning of Batman, the animated series, or it could go back to the Justice League cartoons or it can go back to any one of the movies that came out, like the new 52 series that they did. So... If they tie any of those in, I'll be pleasantly surprised and, and happy if you, you add in a little bit of a uh, Max Fleischer or even give me a Christopher Reeve-looking cartoon Superman in the Crisis on Infinite Earth, you know, movie coming out. I will be, I'll be very happy. Do something that ties into the 1978 Superman. The 19, give me, give me a, a Batman that looks like the Keaton Batman from 89 in cartoon form. I want that. There you go. I want I want a whole lot of different shit. And bring back Heaton to do the voice. Done. Why not? Right? Dig it. Tomorrowverse, folks. That's the Tomorrowverse. All in all, that run, an enjoyable run. There's, you know, one dud in the Green Lantern, right. in my opinion. But I agree. every other movie, pretty solid. And Justice Society World War II is just, I, I enjoyed that movie so much. I wish that could be a live action, big fool Nice film. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I, I am I am a fan of the Tomorrowverse run. I would say it's it's DC is still continuing their 
great line of their animated runs, just, you know, taking a good tale and taking three, four movies to tell it and putting it together and, and making some real good stories. So this is just continuing a line of excellence that they will translate into their films once uh, once James Gunn gets up and running. So, right. yeah, I enjoyed it. One thing that I was going to mention and I completely forgot to do, I loved the opposite look of Metropolis and Gotham, where Metropolis looked like it could have been, as opposed to, you know, 2024 or 2023, it could have been like 2124, with the buildings are all, you know, tall and slender and in the distance they almost look like like a future city build, you know, city block. Shining, uh, shimmering spectacle, skyscape. Yes. Back to the S's. The shining, shimmering skyline spectacle. I'm Do not you. doing that. I don't need you to. I'm not doing that. I don't need you to. I, well, I, I don't think I could. <laughs> so, I like the difference between the the you know, Metropolis and 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 Gotham. How Gotham, when you get there, all the cars look like they were from the 1950s, and everybody's wearing the hats and the the trench coats, and you know, and you get to Metropolis, and it's complete opposite. So. I, I I don't know, just something that well, it just fits with this whole theme. Fits with their whole themes, right? Mm-hmm. If you're gonna put this whole thing over Superman's, like he's the man of tomorrow. So yeah, he's the man of hope, future. We want the future to be bright, and so right. su- where Superman resides, it's a feeling of like, yep, things are expanding, expansion. Things are getting better. The future looks bright. Mm-hmm. Batman's fucking dark, gritty, depressing. He's fucking so you go to Gotham and yeah, it's gonna be a little turned down, a little more like blue collar, like, yeah, things might have been great, but we're kinda going through a recession or like, Right. Like, well, I mean so, down yeah, to it, even it, like the like even the cops were wearing the like the New York style nineteen you know, nineteen fifties uh style outfits. Mm-hmm. You know, with the hats and mm-hmm. and uh even the microphones and, and computers and, and certain things just had a very retro feel. Yeah. So yeah, it was that was cool to see the difference, the parallels, the uh, yeah, the, the exact opposite of one place and the other. Right. So, which you know mirrors their characters. You know, right. It's like like you said, Batman gritty, Superman hope. Yeah. So yeah, I was wanted to mention that before we wrapped it up. So that was that was that. That was the tomorrow verse. What a tasty meal. Very tasty. Yes. Yes. Very much like chantams. Very much like a chantams. <laughs> Dope. What are we hitting them with next? What are we talking about? What's next? What's next? We are gonna be talking about something that is at this point my favorite film of the year. So far, I don't know what else is going to come out that's going to top this one, but I know it's not going to be anything superhero because, uh, well, uh, Flash fucking failed everybody. Flash, uh, nah, not the one for us. No, no, <laughs> didn't work. But we're going to be talking about they clone Tyrone. Oh my goodness, y'all! This movie here, fantastic. So good. I'm not even going to say or hype it up anymore. I'm going to stop because I can save all that for when we actually do the episode. Yeah. That'll be mad exciting. Yeah. Especially since I'm going to watch it again. So I'm excited about just being able to watch it again. So we're going to do some They Clothe Tyrone and Attack the Block. 
Um, Attack yeah. the Block is John Boyega's first first film. For those who are like, what is Attack the Block? We're focusing a little bit on John Boyega because his performance in They Clone Tyrone is transformative. Dude. there's I, I worked with a couple people who did not even know that that was John Boyega from Star Wars. He killed because it. Because this is pretty next level for, for Mr. Boyega. So to see where people are, sometimes you have to see where they came from. So we're going to do a nice little double feature. Boom, boom. A little Attack the Block. And we'll do They Clone Tyrone. It's going down, y'all. It's great. I hope to also see some for your consideration posters or commercials for this movie because it's it's not just you know it's not just a Netflix film, folks. This is this is this is movie making. This is this is well, in my opinion, uh, uh, classic cinema. Yeah, this could have this, this this should have been in in theaters. Absolutely. Yeah, I would have. Absolutely. I would have. It would have done some good numbers in theaters. Yeah. Yeah. It would have done some numbers in theaters. I'm gonna watch it again. I, I there there might be some uh some trophy consideration in this movie because there's some there's some Oh good yeah. That's acting. what I'm saying this, for your consideration. Some good acting for... in this film. Yeah, there's some good acting in yeah. this film. Yeah. John Boyega yeah. uh, uh, at the top at this point. Yeah. He if he doesn't at least get the consideration for being yeah. nominated, I'll be disappointed. If he gets nominated, then it's well deserved. If he doesn't win, you know, you can have your title of Academy Award nominee. But, man, it, it deserves a, some consideration and some just acknowledgement of how good he was in this movie. Unless the movie makes you think too much, and that's what they don't want. They don't want you to think, so they're holding it back. Dang. Not the Academy. Well, I don't know. Sorry. Yeah, I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Ask the, the Academy, Academy. about that shit. <laughs> Academy are are very um, uh, open minded, inclusive, and uh, I can't lie anymore. So I'm just gonna. Just, you should tell the people where they want to find us if they want to hear some truth. <laughs> if they want to find us, they can find us on Buzzsprout. They can find us on Facebook. They can find us on Instagram and YouTube. You can't find us on Pandora. You can find us on pretty much anywhere that you can find a podcast. We're there. You you Google the Matinee Review with Akili and Justin. A whole lot of stuff is popping up these days. I think at this point, I can say without any sort of... Uh, I don't want to sound conceited. I don't, I don't have any conceit or anything about ego when I say this, but it's just simple fact. He's right. Go to Google Bar, type in the Matinee Review with Justin and Akili. And you will see us. We're there. Yes. Probably your first five choices or some kind of iteration of, of checking us out. So I'm going to start to disbelieve some people who say they can't find us. No, nope, we're everywhere. You can find us anywhere. Yes. We're not hard to find. Right. Hey, thanks to the... I haven't looked today. The last I looked, I think we were up to 25 subscribers, which, hey, that first 25, or if we're not at 25, I know we're very close. So we're at 26. We're at 26. So look We've at that. Past the 25. We've passed so. the first 25. That is dope. Thanks y'all so much for checking us out and spread the word, man. If you like it, tell somebody, Hey, I know these two guys do this real dumb podcast, man. Check it out. And you know, just spread the word. 
or just grab their phone Absolutely. and like go on YouTube on their phone and just click it anyway. And then that adds to the likes and subscribe for them. And that just adds to it. So they don't even have to see it, but they've done it. So, you know, help us out. And if you've already listened to an episode that we might be releasing on YouTube, even if it's something that's just a, a section of an episode that you've already listened to, if you want, go ahead, hit play, put it on mute and just let it listen all the way through because it really helps with the algorithm. So... And also, Just so. for the, for those that have heard the episodes before and you might be noticing, oh, they put the episodes back up on YouTube, this, that, and the third. Understand, we're taking advantage of the YouTube channel whilst we're still not us two doing the show. So there are some pictures, there are some little visuals, things that, you know, as we're talking, it's not just a straight up one shot. So go ahead, check us out. Give it a shot. Yeah, I'm trying to make it a little bit more entertaining than just, you know, a, a an image that could be burned onto a plasma TV. So Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Are there still plasma TVs? Do people still own plasmas? I think a lot of people are switching to projectors and a bunch of other stuff now. So Yeah, I mean it's mostly LED and L C D, but I mean like the the like the plasma ones where those are the ones that people are known for having, you know, you put something on pause for five minutes, you come back and that image is burned into your fucking screen while you're watching wow. the rest of the movie. So Yeah. Fun when you're like leave a video game on pause for a long time and then yeah. You see like a menu screen of like your baseball game. It's like, I'm trying to watch a movie. Yeah. Right. I dig it. Dig it. Yep. Well, that will All be right. Also, soon. Um, oh, go ahead. What's next? What's up? I want to say thank you to EDBL hey. for our theme song. Shout out to EDBL. They went on ahead and a while ago were like, hey, we heard you do a little podcast. We'd love to do some music. They hooked us up, and yeah, now we have some tunes, so the production just keeps going up, thanks to E-D-E-L. Yep. If you're interested in getting any music, these are great musicians that get together, good session musicians that get together and play this incredible music that you can use for, for, for background music, even putting something on a menu screen or something, just any kind of original audio, great music. These people are great. And the prices are great. Everything is wonderful. Big shout outs to them. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Yeah. Yep. And that, I believe, is our show. We are wrapped up. Dang, it's good to be doing this again. It's always fun to talk to you. And you. It's always fun to sit down and do this stuff. And hey, real quick, I hate saying thoughts and prayers. Sending all the love and support for the people in Maui. Oh, yeah. It's heartbreaking shit, man. It's just a whole historical town got, got wiped away. And it's just, it's real. It's it, it, it sucks a lot. Yeah. So I just want to say that and then just, you know, all over the world. It's not just Maui. There's a lot of stuff happening. So I just hope that you all can find a little bit of happiness and solace and this little dumb podcast we're doing. Hopefully we're doing our best to put a little drop in the positivity bucket for y'all. And, and I know things, I know it's hot. <laughs> I know it's hot out there and, and mm. it's crazy, but hang in there, keep your head up, keep trying to love everybody. And we'll all try to get through this as best we can, man. That's right. For the matinee review, I am Akili. I am Justin. And we're going to see y'all on the next one. Take care, folks. 